In the aftermath of a 2023 charter bus carrying students and staff from Long Island crashing on their way to a band camp, fatally injuring two adult chaperones, Assemblymember Bill Magnarelli introduced legislation addressing seatbelt requirements on charter buses. For more on the legislation, we're joined by the Syracuse Area Democrat, who chairs the Chamber's Transportation Committee. Welcome back to the show, Assemblymember. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, I mentioned the charter bus crash that preceded this legislation being introduced and is cited in the accompanying bill memorandum. But I'm curious how that experience led to you actually introducing a bill on this issue. Unfortunately, anytime there's a catastrophe like that, uh, where there's fatalities, everybody starts taking a look at what can be done to make sure that things like that don't happen again. And so that's what brought about the idea of making sure that seatbelts are are there and used. Right now, manufacturing of charter buses, you know, since 2016, they had to have seatbelts, but you didn't have to put them on, so they don't do any good. It's kind of like when cars first came out with seatbelts, but nobody wanted to wear them. We now find that it does save lives. There's no question about it. So what we did is we passed legislation that requires charter bus passengers 16 years or older to wear seat belts, and it's drafted so that it's uh, a separate requirement so that tickets would be issued to the passenger and already requires bus drivers to wear seat belts. That already was there. It also says that uh, charter bus passengers 8 to 15 years old uh, must wear seatbelts. Drafted similarly to how we dealt with taxis and liveries, tickets do not go to the driver. They go to the parent or guardian who's present with the 8 to 15-year-old. And like I said earlier, the definition of what a charter bus is or a chartered party, these definitions track existing law, except that the charter bus definition includes the 11-28-16 manufacture date to coincide to when seat belts started to be mandatory equipment. So that's what we did with the idea that seat belts should save some lives. doesn't seem too much. And, you know, it, it, it's really funny thinking about being here today and talking about this, I I couldn't help but remember what happened on that airplane a couple of weeks ago where the door blew out. And if you didn't have a seatbelt on and you were sitting anywhere near that door, you could have been in real trouble. So the idea of wearing a seatbelt all the time, even on an airplane, on a bus, in a car, makes sense for all the different things that could go wrong. And these are devices that save lives. So I just think people shouldn't look at it as a restraint, but as something that's there to protect them. So under the current framework of state laws, are passengers required to put on or wear the seatbelt when they're present? Or is this a pretty ambiguous open-ended area in terms of what's actually expected? No, in a car, you're supposed to be wearing a seatbelt. But on charter buses as Uh well? No, that's what we're closing. You mentioned passengers eight and up. What about kids below the age of eight? Were they already covered by some sort of statutory seatbelt requirement? I don't believe so. And there you get into different things of how the seatbelt is constructed, how it would restrain the young person. So that becomes a more difficult problem. 
And in the case of, say, the charter bus that crashed that we referenced at the beginning, where you have people who are under the age of 16 riding, would it fall upon the chaperones to be responsible for those kids being buckled in? Yes. And in the case of adults, the responsibility to be buckled in on a charter bus would be with them. On them. them. And on them. What's the type of situation in which you envision someone actually getting ticketed under this bill if it became law? Would it be after, say, a crash in the course of an investigation? Is it a situation where a bus driver is proactively reporting that, hey, I see people are not wearing their seatbelts? Yeah, I would hope that happens. So to be clear, though, the driver isn't expected to walk up and down the bus and make sure that uh, kids and adults are wearing their seatbelts? Not at this point, but, you know, we're doing different things with, for example, limousines. That's another area that we're looking into. The governor's got a whole bunch of proposals in the budget. Uh, It's something that came out last year after the horrific limousine crash in Schoharie County. And we need to, you know, take a look at all of those things. And we intend to do that. And according to the legislation, there's a maximum fine of $50. So do you envision that as, say, a nuisance that people will want to avoid, so to speak? It's exactly what you just said. I mean, for example, when I get in my car, you put on the seatbelt. It's almost second nature now. When I got on an airplane, I buckle up. I don't ever take it off. It's not that hard to do. Okay, so to be fined $50 for something that really isn't a big deal doesn't make a lot of sense. So I think most people will go along with it. They may not like it sometimes, but I think they'll go along with it. Now, my mom still gives me a hard time for when I was a kindergartner and got on the bus and uh, the seatbelt just didn't work. Right. Uh, for people who get onto a bus and for whatever reason the seatbelt doesn't work, it's inaccessible, is there some form of uh, an affirmative defense uh, for them if they don't end up buckling their seatbelt? I would think there always is. I mean, equitable relief is always available. And I think, I would hope that that person would let the uh, bus driver know that the seatbelt is not functioning or has been ripped off or something happened to it and maybe even move to a different seat. Well, I want to move on to talk about the transportation portion of the governor's budget proposal. But first, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Assembly Transportation Committee Chair Bill Magnarelli, a Syracuse area Democrat. So we recently heard from uh, Mike Elmendorf uh, on the show who highlighted the fact that despite the state making some record levels of investments in our roads and bridges in in recent years, those investments have kind of been swallowed up by inflation and other additional costs. So as you look at the expenditures that have been made over the last couple of years, do you feel like they're not going necessarily as far as they had originally been planned? And if so, does another major investment need to be made in our roads and bridges in this year's budget? Well, I'm going to answer yes to both. They didn't go as as far as uh, people imagined to begin with. And yes, I think we're going to push to have more money put in the transportation core budget, Mm -hmm. as well as the local budgets, the CHIPS and the state routes and Pave New York and Bridge New York and all of those things need more money. The question is, in a year like now, 
you know, how much will we be able to put back into the budget? Last year, we uh, put an additional $100 million into the local monies for CHIPS, $60 million, and in for the state road recovery, another $40 million. That was $100 million that went to our localities to fix the bridges that are and bridges and roads that are handled by our towns and villages and etc. And these are absolutely needed because the costs are getting so expensive that some of these uh, areas just don't have the money to do it. They're relying on chips. They're relying on the state routes money to fix their roads and bridges. I think it's imperative that that money again be put in. But all we'd be doing is putting back money we had put in last year because the governor took the $100 million that we put in last year out of her proposed budget. So now we're fighting basically to keep the status quo. I'd like to see it higher than that because the localities need those monies. As far as the DOT's core road and bridge programs, you know, we're at the highest amounts of money that the state has put into the DOT ever. However... It just isn't enough to keep up with the inflation and the increased cost. So we need to put more money into our core projects, those capital projects. We need to make sure that our roads and bridges are good across the board for the safety of the public. So I will be pushing to see more money into the DOT's budget as well. You mentioned the limited size of the pie that the state has to work with this year. One of the revenue sources that isn't necessarily completely dedicated to highway and bridge work, despite its name, is the state's Highway and Bridge Trust Fund. Is there any appetite among the legislature to claw back some of the money that is supposed to be dedicated for highways and bridges and has seemingly been uh, siphoned off to almost every other area of the budget? Uh, Yes, (laughs) there is. And we'll be looking into that. But also, I don't think even that is enough Mm -hmm. in terms of the capital projects that need to be done. So, you know, we will look into doing that or finding other areas in which we can put more money into the road systems and the bridge systems. You know, the other thing that we haven't even touched upon is mass transit and the amounts of money that are needed to upgrade mass transit outside of the MTA because my committee doesn't really deal with the MTA per se. That's in our corporations committee. But everything else, all of our transit companies across the state, with the idea that they all have to transform themselves into electric bus companies over the next few years, these are astronomical amounts of money that are going to be needed for the transit companies to keep going. And in this day and age where we're really concerned about climate change and these things should happen, we've got to fund these things uh, in order to make them happen. And so upstate public transit is another one that should be given more money and expanded, okay? Even though the operating monies for the transit companies has gone up again this year, which I think most of them are very happy to see, I think we could do more. You mentioned those uh, zero-emission buses. What do you think of imposing a mandate and a time frame for municipal transit systems to make the transition uh, away from buses that rely on fossil fuels and, and to those zero-emission vehicles? 
if we don't start putting any kind of a timetable down, then people just kind of say, well, we'll do that next year. We'll do that next year. Now you've got to start doing it. But I think when we talk about buses, there's a lot of technology that's coming out. Not only batteries that'll be able to retain the electricity for longer periods of time, but also things like hydrogen, which could be another answer to not using fossil fuels. I know that some of the uh, advocates for climate change consider hydrogen. It depends on how you make the hydrogen, but it can be made green. There's a rainbow of colors. There's a rainbow of colors with hydrogen, yes, but it can be made green. And once that happens, and if that's what you're buying, uh, you know, the byproduct of uh, running those buses is water. So, you know, that's where I'd like to be um, in terms of uh, all of our emissions, you know. So we're, it's all working and it's changing by the day. And so what we're looking at today is how it's going to be tomorrow and the next day really isn't right because things are changing and prices hopefully will start coming down as more and more of these buses and infrastructure are built out. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. We've been speaking with Assembly Transportation Committee Chair Bill Magnarelli. He is a Syracuse area Democrat. Assembly member, thank you so much for visiting us. Thank you. Anytime. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.